Hey y'all, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. I could not be more excited to introduce you to my friend, Cass Spear. She is absolutely incredible. You are going to be so blessed by this conversation just because she is a part of it. Um, I cannot wait for you to get into it. Okay, let me tell you about her. She is the best-selling co-author of Her True Worth, breaking free from a culture of selfies, side hustles, and people-pleasing to embrace your true identity in Christ. She is the vice president at Her True Worth, founder of The Heart and Holy Shop, a proud wife of a veteran, and a mother to three. She creates stories, resources, and inspirational apparel to remind you that peace and joy are possible despite the hard. She is such a blessing in my life, and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. Let's meet Cass. Cass, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? I'm thriving. I'm so glad to be here. I am so thankful for your friendship and for you in general. I just said your bio, but I'm going to toot your horn right now as a friend because we talk on Marco Polo all the time. That's my favorite thing. Same. And <laughs> and you are like I tell you this, I'm sure I tell you this all the time, but the most eloquent person I know, probably if I had to pick like the top 5 people that I think are the smartest people I know, you are in that group and I just love you so much and appreciate you so, so much because you just always have the like right thing to say. You always have the most eloquent thing to say and the right thing to say. And I just, but you're also so humble. Like now I'm just going to keep going because I'm now I've started because when I think about you, I'm thinking like, okay, yes, we laugh, but you're also the one like that gives the best wisdom, but in the most humble way. I don't even, I wish other people could. Well, actually you can, if you read her book, <laughs> you can get a taste of what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's me tooting your horn today because I can. <laughs> oh, thank you, friend. I always tell you when you say that, I'm like, that just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. Okay. So some people I'm sure that are listening are all about and know all the things about her true worth. And some people are like, um, I'm interested in what you're talking about. So tell us what even is her true worth, the community? So her true worth is an online community. We serve about 5 million women monthly with bite-sized devotionals across all social media platforms. Um, our primary goal is to help weary and wandering women to find their worth and their identity in Christ. And so we do that in a lot of different ways. Um, we have a handful of devotional writers, um, women of all ages and stages uh, throughout the country that share wisdom and scripture. And it's just one of the greatest joys that we have is amplifying the mission and message of other women in ministry. So that's what we get to do at Her True Worth. Brittany is my co-author, co-leader, owner and founder, visionary of Her True Worth. And I love her so much. It's actually her birthday today. 
That is incredible. Five million women. Yeah. How long, how, when did you start? When did y'all start this? Brittany started her true worth in 2015 or 16. Um, I actually started following her true worth in 2018. And I started working with Brittany in 2019. And when I joined her true worth, um, Brittany had grown her true worth, the ministry in the community up to about 130 to 140,000 women. She had cultivated that community, done all of the graphics, all of the content by herself. Um, And I was actually one of the first writers that she brought on to come alongside her. And when I joined in 2019 as a writer, I had no idea the breakneck speed that it would grow. And I didn't have any awareness of what my involvement would have involved, evolved to look like. No kidding. Cause you are like right hand in hand with her and y'all have now co-authored this book called her true worth, which is the main thing that we're talking about today. Um, there is another exciting little announcement that we'll um, touch on, but her true worth, the book came out of the community, right? Yes. We so I'm sure for those of us who are creatives online, we're aware of this, but for those of y'all who don't create online for a living, you are very limited in your capacity of what you can share in an Instagram caption. Only like a thousand characters. It's it's a tiny little snippet. And we knew that what we wanted to tell women about God, the pain points and the promises that we wanted to communicate, we could not do it in an Instagram post. We just couldn't. And that's where the first book was birthed, was wanting to go further. Mm, It's amazing. I actually am not very far into it, but I've definitely started it. And I took a break from because I was uh, working on my the book that I am writing right now or editing and all of that. But I'm so excited because I finally turned in my edits and now I can just dive right into it. And it's beautiful, first of all. I just like to look at it because it's so pretty. But one of the things that y'all talk about in the book is about being affirmation addicts. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, like, what is that? And how do I know if I'm an affirmation addict? Because I'm so interested in that. So uh, it's one of my favorite questions. And it's actually probably my favorite chapter to write was the affirmation addiction chapter because uh, I feel it so deeply in my own life. And the big thing about affirmation addiction is that we, God created us to have connection. We are relational creatures and we are designed to look for affirmation first from God and then each other, right? Um, The problem with affirmation addiction, the way you know that you are falling into an unhealthy pattern with affirmation is when you are living for it instead of from it. So what that might Mm. look like is allowing people who have not created a relational equity with you So someone who may be a stranger on the internet, right? Because we're talking about social media. Um, When we allow people to speak into our lives who have not invested into our lives, that's when we're 
teetering towards affirmation addiction, when we are living for the likes and for the follows and Mm. for the approval, and we're chasing after these things instead of living securely from the approval we have in Christ, that's when we know like, okay, I might have an affirmation problem here. Like when it hurts, when someone unfollows me, when I have an issue with a friend and I'm afraid to tell them because I'm afraid that I'll lose their approval. You might have an affirmation issue. Hey y'all, I have something just for you. If you have wondered how to find your confidence, how to connect with the Lord, how to write a book, how to start a podcast, how to stay productive. I have all of these things that I've just learned and compiled in one place based on the most frequently asked questions that I get on probably a weekly basis. So if you have wondered any of those things, check out the online courses on my website. They're called Field Guides, and they are just there for you for any support you might need in any of those areas. Check out these online courses today. I'm thinking about when I definitely had that. Like I 100% had an affirmation issue. And I'm wondering like, how did I get to where I am today? Which is, I don't even care. And I'm wondering if it's just, I had a kid and I don't have time or the energy to care, but how do I, if I were to go back in time, what would I tell that person who was living for the affirmation, who was hyper-focusing on the numbers on social media and the engagement on social media? Now I genuinely just cannot care. I, which is, I think a blessing, but what, what would you tell that person? Well, the first thing I would say is that people are fickle. Mm. So even if you do all of the things all of the time, they're going to change their mind about you. Mm. If if they want to, they're going to change their mind about you. The second thing is you also are not capable of changing or responsible for changing anyone's mind about you. So if they want to, they're going to be fickle. If they're determined to dislike you, they're going to. There's nothing that you physically can do to change their heart towards you. And the moment, like the motivation, the moment you find yourself no longer shackled into chasing that is the moment you find freedom. Mm. Because once you accept those two truths, you can't change their mind about you. They're going to change their mind if they want to. You're not going to be able to keep it because the cost that you're willing to pay to obtain approval and affirmation is the cost that you've committed yourself to continuing to pay. Mm. And at the end of the day, you're going to come up a day late and a dollar short no matter what, because people change their minds. And that is just a reality of life. Yeah. I mean, think of even how often like I change my mind. And I don't know, I'm thinking that is something that I wish I would have learned sooner was that I truly cannot control how someone else feels about me or thinks about me or whatever. I was actually just talking to my counselor about this the other day about one specific person in my life that I'm like, I just want them to know how much I love them. Like I want them to know that I appreciate them, that they, I really value this relationship and, um, you know, I'm worried that's not translating. And my counselor literally was like, you cannot control that. Like you cannot control whether they believe that or not. 
you can just have peace with the love that you're giving and mm-hmm. how you're giving it. And that has to be enough. And I was like, dang. <laughs> you're right. I, I want to control it, but I can't. None of us, none of us can. And like the four healthy traits of affirmation, like we've talked about the negative side of it and how we get ourselves trapped in it. There's four healthy traits about affirmation is that healthy affirmation begins with God and ends with God. Mm. And so when we know that and we accept the approval and the acceptance and the love that we receive through Christ, we're able to live securely from that instead of chasing after it constantly in people because people make terrible gods. Yeah, they really do. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is healthy affirmation isn't deterred by rejection because like you said, like you can't make that person receive your love the way you're trying to communicate it, no matter how hard you try, no matter how well-intentioned you are. And the moment that you realize that their rejection does not have to be at a deficit to your heart, you can allow that rejection to sting without allowing it to destroy you. And that's when you know you have a healthy place with affirmation. The other thing is that affirmation, when you're in a healthy place with it, you practice relational equity. And so what that means is that when someone has the authority to speak into your life, you only allow people that permission when you know what they're investing into your life. So something that I tell Brittany a lot and we talk about it in the book is If you are not willing to share consequences with me, you do not have authority to make decisions for me. Mm. And that includes how I view myself. Whoa. Wait, say that one again. If you're not willing, no, I would just want to hear you say it again. If you're not willing to share consequences with me, you do not have the authority to make decisions with me or for me or about me. Because it's relational equity. And that's a concept that I learned from my friend, Tony Collier. And it's life-changing. Is that you have to, there's, there's so much access to us, whether it's via text messages, whether it's relational, like, well, we're blood, we're family, or, well, we grew up together, or whatever it may be. There's a lot of people who have access to us, but we cannot allow everyone to have authority over us. We can't allow everyone to have a say-so into us. And so we have to be able to practice relational equity in order to have a healthy relationship with affirmation. And the fourth one, the final one, is permission to be misunderstood. When you're healthy in a place with affirmation, you are allowing yourself, like your counselor said, like your best is your enough. Mm-hmm. you have permission to be misunderstood. It says, hey, that person, they chose to believe the worst of me, but that does not speak about who I am. That's not where my identity is found. Like, And you can't live your life trying to get them to co-sign on your intentions and your motives and your heart. You have to live from a place of contentedness, knowing that only God knows your heart. And that God knows where your motives were. So you have permission to be misunderstood, Mm. which is hard. Like it's hard. (laughs) Dang, that's hard, but it's so good. I'm literally like, yeah, that's this. But uh, what? 
I didn't, I don't like, I don't even know. I didn't even know that. I mean, the point that you're saying of the permission to be misunderstood. I think that that's the thing that I was like missing in my permission slip with the relationship that I'm talking about. And I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to be misunderstood here. I feel like I'm going to have to, and it's going to have to be okay. Yeah, because that says that that person, you trust God's sovereignty in their life more than your authority and your attempts to communicate well, because that's something I struggle with even in therapy today is like, but I communicated well, I, (laughs) I had the right words, I was boundaried, I was loving, I was kind, I was patient. And yes, therapists will be like, can't control them like you can't manipulate their hearts like if someone's dedicated to misunderstanding you you have to give yourself permission to be misunderstood oh my free gosh. yourself up in jesus name yeah. <laughs> yes. misunderstood jesus they crucified him like why do i think that i get to get a free pass no kidding oh my gosh that's so good that's so true That is so true. See, listeners, this is why I am obsessed with Cass and all the wisdom she shares, because I'm like, you're saying the things so well that they just make perfect sense. And I'm uh, taking away so much today um, already, but we're not even, that's literally my first question. And (laughs) and I'm already like, that'll do it. No, no, no. That's what I want. That's exactly what, I mean, that's incredible because it was just, it's so, I'm going to chew on that literally for the rest of the day. And I'm just so excited about it. So in the piece that you said about finding our identity in that, I think that is the hardest thing to like Velcro strip away from this is like be having our own identity outside of this affirmation, whether it's, you know, I think that it's easier for me personally to dismiss things, affirmation or, um, criticism from people I don't know. Cause I'm like, well, you don't know me, but whenever it comes from those people that I know, I'm like, wait, like, you know me, you, and you still aren't necessarily believing the best about me. So how do I Velcro my identity away from that, um, wanting that approval and that affirmation. And mm-hmm. there was something that, um, y'all also talked about with like, if God were to take away the, the thing that I identify with tomorrow, how would it affect me? And Hmm. when I'm thinking about this in this specific scenario of the identity that I have with this affirmation and this relationship with this one person, I'm like, man, if that was taken away, it feels like it's slowly being taken away, right? Like in this season that we're in. So I'm like, man, what does that, how does that affect me? And this is kind of what I'm kind of unpacking in my mind, which is probably why I'm not as eloquent (laughs) as you are today. Cause I'm like, all of these thoughts are racing through my head, but I always thought about like when I, if I lose something I identify with, like how would it affect me? I always thought about that as like a job or, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't really think about it when it came to relationships, like Mm -hmm. how would it affect me if the relationships that I identify with were altered or that affirmation were removed how would it affect me Mm -hmm. that's heavy it is and it's it's so relatable so many of us 
like you said, there's people who, when we wrote this book, we were during our first, the first lockdown of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And like, there were so many people who lost their livelihoods, but there were also people going through losing like identity crisis of losing their jobs and their careers or their health. Like I walked alongside a dear friend of mine whose health deteriorated before our eyes and her quality of life was just so in shambles. And like, I remember having that conversation with her of, her saying like, you know, all of the things that I once found joy in, all of the things that I felt value in are gone. Who am I now? Mm. And and does my life have worth and purpose? Does God indeed see me and care about me? And the truth to that is yes, but we're at war for our worth every single day. It doesn't just take extenuating circumstances. It's Mm -hmm. not just when everything is undone and the wheels are falling off. It is found, Mm -hmm. like we do find ourselves in those predicaments where we have the relationship has ended or there's a wedge where there once was ease, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And those things really can make or break us if we're not careful, if we haven't placed our worth and our identity in the right places, which spoiler alert is Jesus, mm-hmm. who is immovable, omnipotent, omnipresent, and unchanging. Even when our circumstances change, Christ remains the same. And if you build your identity upon him, it will not waver, mm-hmm. even when everything else does. The most common dating question I get is, what do you think about apps? And I wanna tell you about my favorite dating app to refer people to. It's called Salt. So it's free to use. And unlike other Christian dating apps, it's made by Christians for Christians. So you can go in knowing that you already have the most important thing in common, your faith and values. Y'all, I personally have not only met the team, but I have two close friends who can really speak to the validity of this app. And they say it takes some of the cringe out of those conversations. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And you can download Salt from App or Play Store. And after creating your profile, use code WILD for six weeks free premium. This is for US and Canada only. And please DM me to let me know how you like it because admittedly, I'm over-invested in your dating lives. (laughs) And I, I really do believe that this is a step forward in getting back to healthy dating. So y'all check Salt out and don't forget to use code WILD. Whenever what I wrote in Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude was, you know, whenever I thought about dating, I said, I put my hands, I put my worth in the hands of the unworthy. But that was in the context of dating, which, yeah, that makes sense to me. But like when I'm thinking about this conversation that we're having right now, I'm thinking, man, I put my worth in the (laughs) hands of the unworthy. That isn't just dating. It's, you know, friendships or, um, you know, other family relationships or the health, the, when I didn't even think about health, like there's certain things about health and wellness that I find my identity in. How would it affect me if it was taken away tomorrow? And of course, livelihood, that one I think is the most obvious for me, but I didn't really think about it in the other avenues. And I'm like, oh man, is my identity as concrete as I think it is? And what is it? How do I further cement it? Do you have any practical things 
to further cement your identity in him? I love that question because I've never been asked it. And genuinely, I would say my first challenge to anyone who genuinely wants to cement their identity in Christ and be certain is, I've never showed this before. So (laughs) this is a first, but I, if you were one of the women that I do life with, which you are, Mm -hmm. and you asked me this, I would say, sit down with a piece of paper or your notes app on your phone. And I want you to write all of the places that have made you feel worthless Mm. in your heart, because in order for us to know where our worth is, which is in Christ, we have to reconcile with all of the places in our lives that the enemy of our soul has tried to remind us and tell us that we're worthless. That, and so that can look different for so many people, but we have to be able to know the symptoms in order to handle the cure, which is Christ, right? So we need to be able to look at all these places that we're feeling like we lack value or we we feel like if this was taken away, my identity would literally be challenged. Who I am and my innermost being is tied to X, Y, and Z. Or these are areas that I feel trigger worthlessness in me, whether it's failure, rejection, loss of connection, all of these different things. That would be the first thing. And then I would invite you to challenge all of these things and really and truly say out loud, like blank, even if blank, does this change how God sees me? Mm. Does this change God's word? Does this undo what was finished and completed on the cross? There's no, which it's going to be. Yeah. Then you're going to be able to be cemented. You're going to have to confront areas that you're at war for your worth in order to solidify your identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so good. I love that because I also I have a insecurity inventory. And this is sounds like a similar idea where, but this is like, I've always thought of it as I'm going to write down the areas that I feel insecure because I know that that's where the enemy is going to attack. And so I know that that's whenever I can put on the full armor of God, like in those specific areas, he's predictable, he's going to attack. But what I didn't see this as was not only are these the areas that are going to be attacked, but these are the areas that I have to not only fight, but invite God into these areas more and more and more and more, instead of just feeling like I have to protect, you know, from attacks, which I think is still true. But on the flip side of this is nurture these areas in the word and like meditate on them Mm -hmm. and, you know, ask that question, even if blank, does this undo what was completed on the cross? (laughs) that's gonna be a really intense thing (laughs) it is and Brittany actually so I love that that way of saying it like not just acknowledging it but inviting God Mm -hmm. into it with you 
Brittany writes about something called the freedom framework in our book. And it's a lot like what you're describing of like practical, actionable steps to Mm -hmm. invite Christ in. Mm. I love that. That is amazing. I can't wait to continue to dive into this book, but even more exciting to me is this brand new thing that is happening. Um, Tell us about this next book. I'm so excited. So we wrote a devotional. Um, So when we were launching Her True Worth in July, we were completing the manuscript for uh, this book, this devotional is a 90 day devotional, devotional. I said devotional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about Lunchables for my son right now. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) My brain is like trying to stay on task. Uh, no, it's all good. The title was hard one. We definitely went, we wrote the entire book and the whole manuscript was accepted and we still couldn't land on a title. And I mean, we went back and forth, back and forth. And I am just so, so immensely proud because it truly represents the book is there's beauty in your brokenness. Mm -hmm. It's a 90 day devotional to surrender striving, live unburdened and find your worth in Christ. And it is stunning. And I'm not just saying that because I got to be a part of writing it. It is gorgeous illustrations of biblical truth. I've seen it. It is beautiful. You showed me the pages on Marco and I was like, this is unreal. Like it is gorgeous. It is so pretty. And like, why does that matter that it's gorgeous? Because it's engaging. It makes you want to do it. You know, like whenever people hear about a book being gorgeous, they're like, oh, what? But, (laughs) but it really does make you want to sit down with it because you're like, oh, it's, it's refreshing visually too, not only with the content, but visually it's also refreshing. So where can we find it? Where can we um, get both books and connect with you online? So the Her True Worth book is available where all books are sold. Mm -hmm. Same with There's Beauty in Your Brokenness. Right now, when this airs, we will have announced the book and be in pre-orders. If you, I just strongly want to encourage you to pre-order because Brittany and I wrote an extensive study guide companion to this book for every single day. You're going to have multiple things to work through for free 99. Yeah. (laughs) Just as a companion to the devotional and you can order it literally anywhere target walmart christianbook.com it is on the interwebs um and as far as finding us you can follow her true worth on instagram you can follow Britt mayer who is my amazing co-leader co-author bestie for the resties and myself cassandra l spear Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And I have a bunch of notes, so I know that other people will as well. And grabbing all the books and doing all the things, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day, feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget. Let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.